Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. As always, the bodyguard at Calzingas. Kalina's here. Kalina, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Twitter exclusive only. I'm here on time. I'm here on time today. I'm here, here on, on time. time. Um, <laughs> but I always appreciate just talking to you and doing this thing with you as we continue to build momentum and 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 really talk about the thing that you know we do a lot of listen to music and and we want to expose people we're in the middle of our producer series so let's go check out the Q3 episode right be- behind this and the eloquent uh episode behind that um we love beats just as much as lyrics lyrics are important to us but we always feel like the MC gets a lot of love and the producer uh i don't know if it's an inherent thing but it just doesn't get as much love as they should. The big guys tend to get a lot of love, but we know there's a lot of up-and-coming producers who are doing some wonderful things and really is inspiring a lot of good interest. So we had to have someone who can to come in to represent my my New York shit, because um, I'm a big fan of that. I happened to see him alive during the Daniel Sun show a little bit behind Fast Life was opening and um Aldavina was there and Zuma was there and so that's our guest producer extraordinaire Zumo's here Zumo how are you Yo doing good how about you And I'm good it's not too hot so I'm not sweating my my pounds off <laughs> though that should be the that's case right. Um it's been an interesting Two years, as your name has been bubbling more and more, a lot of stuff with Fast Life. You have the recent tape with YL, um, which was a great, great um, project. Is one of the projects that we talked about in our Hip Hop Avengers episode with the rest of the influencers in hip hop. And one of the, one of the albums we said that was you must listen to in 2019. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. And for people who don't know, hit the links below. The time this episode comes out, we have the Fast Life 2 vinyl release. About goddamn time okay. is coming out, That's so right. get your money Finally. ready for that because my boy Fast Life is doing it well. That's Man, right. Kalina, I, this is one of the ones you put me on to, so I would love to say I always am on top of stuff. I'm not. This was, you bridged this to me, uh, YL, Roper, Zumo, um, Fast Life. That was brought to you, to me. Thank you for that, by the way. That means I have to give you a bigger cut of the paycheck. Um, so I'm going to toss it to you. Well, the, the reason that I even mentioned him anyways, like at all, like when we were on the show on previous episodes is because um, my boy Starker had told me, oh, you know, he was getting ready to do more things and work and do things. But he only kept saying Zumo. He kept saying <laughs> Zumo, Zumo. I was like, all right. And I was like, all right, let me let me check it out. But then he came out with the project with YL and I thought it was really good. It was a really good tape. It was a great project and i kind of thought it'd be important to have him on the show so he could talk to us more about what he does and how he how he feels like he's like in addition to what hip-hop is right now because you know it's kind of has this particular sound that we're going with but i feel like zumo is different he's a lot more soulful and i think he caters more to like the people he he works with you know, it's yeah. different. No, I appreciate that. Really. 
Zoom I wanted to know like Zoom. how often though, like how often in your week do you actually sit down and you zone in and you just work, 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 work? Um, usually it's every day. Right now it's been a little sporadic because I got a lot of stuff going on um, in my day to day life, but usually it's all day, every day, um, up until like a couple months ago. Now I've been taking a little break, uh, getting some time to myself. To breathe and when you bit. take a break, how long is your break? Like a day, a week? Like a day. It depends. It depends on how I'm feeling. But before I was a little like a little force fed over it because um, I was doing <laughs> it like from the moment that I woke up to when I went to bed. So it was a little bit like a little bit. Draining. Would it like affect you? Would it turn like would it make you tired? And you're like, oh, no, I can't do this right now. Yeah. And it's also just like trying to find inspiration throughout the day, trying to keep at it over and over, you know, like sometimes you need to step away from it for a little while and come back and be refreshed. So I've just been kind of trying to do a little bit of everything. Um, and for people who don't really know uh, what you do or where you're from, what part of New York are you from? I'm from North Carolina originally. Ooh, really? So am I. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's weird so am i i lived there all my life i lived there for 17 18 years where yeah i lived in fayville okay i'm from chapel hill no yeah you're a little more like towards raleigh like yeah, durham yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like 20 minutes from raleigh yeah but i was like an army brat so that's why how i ended up okay, there yeah, yeah fayville, of course like, yeah, but then you you made the transition from like North Carolina, and you know what that's like. Then you get to like a major city, which is Miami. It's like shit's crazy. It's like the worst shit ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I moved here like three and a half, four years ago. Um, but I've been doing the music since I'm 24 now. I've been doing it since I was 14. I would say 14, 15. Uh, just making beats since then. Um, well, you know what? Since you're kind of, kind of, you're still kind of new to New York. How did you end up meeting um, YL Starker, Fast Life? Like, how did you end up working with those people? Um, it's crazy. I like made a lot of connects through the internet, like years yeah. and years ago. Meeting a lot of people because, like, basically, I was just like a beat head, so I just knew a lot of people that made beats. I didn't really, I didn't really know that many rappers. I didn't. I've fucked with a lot of rappers but i didn't really reach out to anybody i just made beat tapes a lot of people listen to cassettes for years and years and then uh theravada my boy theravada he mm -hmm. i knew him through the internet i came to new york i went to deep cover the store that he works at linked with him then he was playing a song on the tv i'm like yo this is fucking amazing what is this and he was like oh it's my boy fast life from queens and it was Fast Life's first tape. It was like one of his, one of his first tracks. And I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I need. I was in the middle of making Dawn at that time. So I had like one track specifically. I had one track specifically that I like, I knew he would just go crazy on. So then I just reached out to him while I was still in the store. He hit me up, sent me the track back in like two days. And that was it. Yeah. And then I started linking with them. And I think why me and why knew each other um, prior to that, I don't know how, I guess through the internet. <laughs> and then 
I just reached out to him and then that was it. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things about you. And then when you actually, when you guys did the tape, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. It seems like you guys are, I don't know. It seems like you guys just work very easily together because the tape sounded just like that. It sounded, you know, real easy. It kind of sounded real soulful, but also easy. How was it working with him on this tape? It was good. Um, that's like my main sound. That's what I'm attracted to is like that soulful. Like I like the grimy shit. Don't get me wrong. I like all that stuff. All that stuff was great, but the soulful beats, that's my kind of stuff. So that's exactly what he wanted. And I had a whole lot of that for him. And I don't know. He just kept pulling it out of me. I just kept making new stuff every day, making like three or four for him a day. And then we just went through and we picked the best 14, 16 with the bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, that so I don't know. Sunday, Sunday morning project was an interesting Sunday one. holiday. Sunday holiday, right? Apologies. Um, because it was the YL at that point was with doing mostly working with Roper and going into the tape, I was like, oh, this is, I want to hear this. Cause at this point I was a lot more familiar with your work, but also I thought it would be a refreshing, a refreshing turn for YL who's been working with Roper almost exclusively for a long time. And so there's, there's a, there's a part of the sound that I, that is, I don't want to use the the word redundant because the music is good, but there was like, oh, okay, where, where's that turn? Where's that thing? And like all the albums started to like loop and sound similar that he was happy. I go, okay, here, okay, now here comes Zumo. He has it's the same lane, but it's just it's just created a little differently. How much was that in your in your thinking when you were working with YL? He likes his production a certain well, but it's also coming off of working with Roper, you wanted, was there a, a deliberate plan to how to make that project? Um, not really. We just kind of mesh the sounds, the stuff that he likes. He likes that real soulful sound. Every yeah. beat that I was making from that tape, he, he was drawn to all of them. So it wasn't like I really had to cater to his sound. It wasn't like I had to really change what I was doing. It just, it just worked. I don't know really how to describe it because I've never really had that workflow with anybody. Like just being able to just kind of have fun with it more than trying to just like make an album kind of. It was just like we were just making songs and then we happened to have a lot. And then, yeah, we just who, started who, chopping them down. It whose was like idea was it to promote it the way you did? Because I called that number. That was my idea. That was our idea. We'll say that. It was It was. Both I was like ideas. this. I'm like, wait, because I'm looking at it. In my neighborhood, I live in, in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, which is, oh, why else familiar with that area? So I live in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, and I've seen flyers like that. Those are like church flyers, flyers that you would That's find on was. the subway. Yeah. So I'm like, I when I first saw it, I'm like, what? I'm like, is this a real... F-? I had to actually look and read it to be like, oh, so we're promoting... And I, it, from the beginning, it stuck with me like, this is a New York city approach to promoting and producing so i was all in before and then when the number dropped i was like let me get this number i'm gonna yeah, call that, and see what's that's going exactly on exactly what it was we uh he found a flyer on the ground and then i was he brought it to my house like yeah we should do something with this and then we scanned it we had somebody redo it and then i just i had the idea to just kind of um 
make a hotline because I thought it would be cool to like be able to call the number because there was a number at the bottom. So I was like, yeah. oh, we should change the number. So, so you can see the flyer, call the number, listen to a couple tracks, have like a little bonus thing in there. And then it sends you a text to the website, that kind of thing. Yeah, super smart. I think that's what got my attention in the first place because just the way that you guys rolled it out, it just looked great. Like aesthetically, like even the lettering, like everything looked great. So I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. It's already going to be interesting just off of those little things, right? Because you guys have visuals. It, You know, a lot of projects, they lose they lose a lot of what they've made because they don't have visuals. They don't even have snippets, no video. I, you know, but you guys, when you guys rolled it out, it was great. It was uh, really thank good. That's, and that um, I don't like know. Main... You... Sorry, cut you off. Go, Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like our main approach to it. Like we wanted to have like a full rollout. We didn't want to come out with like this great album and it just be like songs. So we want yeah. us to be like, that wouldn't like have the done full anything. thing. I don't know if you can like tell us about some of the projects that you might have up and coming, or maybe you can. Do you have anything planned? Um, I have a lot planned. Um, I could I could maybe like ballpark a number, like the albums that I'm working on is like seven or eight right now. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's. Um, a little much. I have like one, uh, one that I'm doing myself, like another kind of like Dawn kind of album. Um, and then I'm, I don't want to say any names, but I have four or five, uh, entirely produced albums by me. And then Fast Life Grand Prix, um, still putting that together. Sidewalk Cal, Wiles Martyr. A lot. A lot of people. Sadu Gold, me and Sadu Gold are working on a tape. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of different things. So I mean I can assume that you like doing the work though. It's not like, oh my god, I'm so busy, I'm so booked. But I can only assume that you you must enjoy it to the point that you have so many projects lined up. You know, otherwise, why would you do it? Right? Of course. Yeah, no, nah, you have the you have to make it fun because if not, that's like where I was getting before. It was like becoming too much of a task. So like, as long as I'm having fun with it and enjoying it and doing it the way that I want to do it, like making what I want to make and I'm not forcing anything. I'm not making what I don't want to make. It's perfectly fine with me. When do, Okay. So from, but from that, does that mean that you take this so serious that you want to, kind of pursue this music thing long term it's not just for the short term it's more of course you know more for into yeah of course that's how it's been since i was since i started since i was a child i like i like stopped everything to make music like everything when i was young i didn't go to school i didn't do nothing but make music that was it and i worked like shitty jobs when i was growing up just so that i could focus on the and did you have support like while you were going through this time period in your life did you have like support family support like all right do it or were they on your ass like oh what the hell are you doing of course well <laughs> i was i was young i was like 16 so my my dad was like you're either gonna go to you're gonna go to school or you're gonna work and that's it so a job i just did the music 
I was like 18. I started like those things were like looking up for the music. He was more like more in tune with what I was doing and he backs everything that I'm trying to do. So he was, he was very supportive. What about now? Like, how does he feel now? He must be like, Oh my God. (laughs) Wait, I mean, super supportive. Also, my dad is like a fan of the art. So like that helps. He listens to everything. That's that's even the butcher. Like Griselda is his favorite shape. Uh, a lot, a, everything. You, you know, like we're gonna book life. him on he the show. Give so. me his email. We're putting yeah, him we're on the show. Book. We're booking him on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When what yeah, is, I don't want to just limit like this conversation to you having the project with um with YL because Don had really great features on there. You had Lord Juco. We just had Lord Juco. We're gonna have him again. You had SD Knock. You had Benny the Butcher. And I think the beat that you did for Benny the Butcher was probably one of the better beats I've heard him on because it's a lot of shit I don't I can't fuck with, man. And it did a good beat on that one. Nah, thank you. We we went through a lot, like, and that was the one that he was like stuck on. Um, that was it. I, I wanted him on like three or four different ones. He was like, this is the one that I want. This one. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, and the one that you did with Theravada on there, that one was really good for the way that he raps. So I was like, oh, this is good. This is great. Theravada coming to the question. Yeah, I tried to to pinpoint... I tried to pinpoint the sound to everybody. So SD Nack, tried to kind of give him his lane. Everybody, Crime Apple. I tried to give them kind of like what I heard because I sat with them for a long time. I sat just on the beats for like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, four to five months. Just thinking, like, who's the perfect people to put on this? I didn't want to rush anything. Just wanted it to be exactly how it should sound. All the tracks I wanted it. I didn't want anything to be random. I didn't want to force anything, try to get anybody on a song that shouldn't be on there. I just kind of let it simmer. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's, that's one of the things I like about it. Is like, it's not so like, it's not. I've seen compilation projects like this before, um, and just a whole bunch of features that really don't make sense is for like features for the sake of features the only one i saw that wasn't really like that that i dig a lot was the whole chung wizard uh, infinity stone series where there's a lot of things going on but at least it's thematically it it's it's very thoughtful this is like a dope solid beat with a dope mc yeah but i think the beat i think the beat kind of made them yes a little bit harder because absolutely Especially somebody like Lord Juco and um, Benny the Butcher, there. But I think they they turned it up a little bit more than I would usually hear. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was hoping that I didn't want it to just be about the rappers, you know, because it was like yeah, my, wasn't. my tape. So I wanted it to be still my style of beats, but with the touch of all these people and what they do. Yeah, it wasn't like, I mean, usually you could be soulful or you could kind of like be a little bit more smooth, but this was like, this was a little bit different. D- different for you too, like it was just different, but it was good for them, good for what they're yeah. doing. What what, what software Happy equipment are you doing, using now? And, yeah. I'm using uh, SP404, Ableton, um, couple drum machines just depends yeah, yeah that, i make i make it work 
what did, what did you start with? Because like I like it's it's well known if you listen to the show. I've been trying to do this, making beats as mostly to keep me out of trouble. Um, I like I, I do better when I'm busy. When I'm not busy, I get in trouble. Um, so right. I like to be busy. So there's like real no no there's no way of everyone does it differently, but everybody learn differently based on economics or what you have access to when you're at, and you're young at this point. So what did you cut your teeth with? How did, how did you get the equipment? What did you use? And how long did it get it you to be a, like, I felt, com- I feel comfortable putting something out. It was a SP 404. Um, I still have the same one. I've had it for 10 years. I had to get it fixed one time, but that was like the one thing that I learned on that was, I was drawn to like real equipment. So I was watching a lot of people that were using NPCs and then I saw the SP and there was a couple of people that were just using it really different from what I was seeing from the NPC, all these different drum machines. The SP was a little different. So I was searching for one in my area and then I happened to find one through somebody in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then that was it. I, I think I got it when I was 15. I what I very first started on Ableton and then it was just too, I didn't like it. I didn't like the cut and paste at that time. Like I didn't like to like try to punch it in. I had like a little MPD 18, like just a little drum machine. And then I just scrapped it and I got the SP and then I was just doing strictly that for like two, three years. And then I went back to the SP in Ableton and then I just kind of like, rotated how i was using it so i would like run the spn and then now i like kind of rework it so i do it ableton to 404 out through some compressors and then back into ableton yeah a lot i i'm an older cat if you're 24 i'm a good i'm close to 16 years older than you right and one of the things that I love about hip hop is that it doesn't matter. Like we have this shared love for this 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 craft and we can appreciate what you're doing and your contribution to it. So if you haven't listened to Zumo, hit the links below um, and go support. Um, that's important. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe and let us know how we're how we're doing. Um who 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 are some of the inspirations you had when you were when you decide I'm going to do this, because there had to be a moment where like, I love this. How do I do this? Like everyone knows, Kalina knows my number one guy will always be the RZA. I wanted, I wanted to be the RZA. I don't know how he did what he did, but he did it. Um, I don't want to be like the RZA after the five-year plan, because not that RZA. Like the five-year plan RZA, great. After five-year prison, I don't want to be that RZA. Um, was it who really like caught your imagination? Uh, I think it was Dilla, because I was I was seeing how it was all used, um, seeing a lot of different people that were inspired by him, and I was watching like a lot of different footage, and then Mad Lib, of course, the Champion Sound, all the stuff, the J Lib stuff that kind of like brought me to the drum machines, and then people like uh, younger people. Um, like Teebs. Teebs was one of the first people with the 404 that like really blew my mind how he was using it. Um, Pop-Tart Pete was another one. Like 
people that inspired me outside of music, like skateboarding, different different things when I was young that were making beats or like had beats in their skate videos and everything. Yeah. You know, like gravitated sound. That's very true. So I had I used to have a lot of skate tapes, a lot of the VHS tapes, but the best thing about the skate tape was the soundtracks that they had. It ended up being like somebody on one of my skate tapes I met out here in Miami and he was on the skate tape, which happened to have like one of my favorite like Tupac song ever. It was the best. Like skate tapes, I think they pushed a lot of a lot of culture, a lot of music, a, a lot of shit and I don't know how else to explain it because if you've never watched a skate tape, there will be no way to explain it. It's the the of best. Course. Yeah, and I think yeah, people would think skate tape is like punk, and it is punk. But don't forget, hip hop is very much um, it, like rebellious. It's a lot of shit. Weird. It's a that, lot. That weird. That even if they have punk good. on the tape, it fits the tape. But it's not just because oh, it's skateboarding. No, it's just yeah. The skate tapes are great. That was a good time. Um, you saw you brought up skateboarding. I'm sure Kalina can have a whole podcast just on that. Um, yeah, she shaked it pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Crush a lot podcast, aka Calzingas. Kalina here, Zumo here. Hit the links below. Check out the record. Um, Dawn on on Bandcamp, and I, I believe it's on streaming services as well. You could go check it out if you you know if you if you're curious and you have a streaming. Just go check it out, and if you if you dig it, go support it. Um, I'm sure there's a, there's a few vinyls left. Go 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 cop those, and um, come see me. Come check me out. I'm gonna August thirtieth. I'm gonna be over at Top Premium over with Crime Apple and Ito and Daniel Sun and a bunch of people. Hopefully, Zumo, you you sh- you you go out. Um, yep, I'll be there. Okay, I'll we're be gonna there. be there. Um, a lot of people are gonna be there. This is like the event to be at. So come, come say hello. Um, yeah, a lot of things going on. It's like twenty five bucks right now in Eventbrite. I'll leave, leave the link there. But come support the show, and come get some free food for the first two hundred. Um, and yeah, come say hi. Uh, we're gonna have fresh, brand new Shut Up Podcast T shirts that we're gonna give out for free, for free. Um, and come say hi. Um, hit the link below. Zumo, thank you for your time. Kalina, as always, thank thank you for keeping me safe all the way from Miami. Even though I almost got mugged the other day. Yeah, but I was good. Have a good one. Peace.